Enjoy the episode. Green's looking pog. Yeah, this is a pretty good run right now. This could, this will probably wreck you to be honest. It's a pretty good run. I'm pretty sure you could just call it now to be honest. Um, yep. So, congrats on the new. No. And this is very genuine, but just want to start off saying I'm a huge fan of what you do, man. I love going into your stream. You just have like a direct connection to my funny bone. But hey, that, I appreciate it for the maybe one or two people that don't already know who you are. Who are you? Okay. Um, well, I go by Daymosk on Twitch. Um, I speedrun crash games at the moment. That That's kind of like my thing now. Um, mainly Crash 4. So I basically come from playing fighting games and then I transitioned into just doing speedruns. And that's where my Twitch kind of took off. Like I just gained a big following that way. And now I'm on... Gaffy's podcast. Ayo. The, first time the happening place, for sure. Mm-hmm. How did you get your, your screen name? Was it your first Twitch username? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, first of all, with my name, no one can pronounce it. Like, no one at all. Um, It's a weird thing. My name came from when I was in, like, primary school. Like, when I was, like, a little kid, right? Like, probably, like, nine, ten years old. And, like... I remember this guy used to call me Damos. Like my real name is Damon, but he called mm-hmm. me Damos at school, like a nickname. And didn't mean anything, like, or just like randomly. Didn't mean anything. No, he just called me Damos, right? D A M O S. And then a couple years later, I was trying to play WoW, right? Like I needed a name for my character on WoW, like World of Warcraft, and I couldn't think of one. And I was stuck there. And then I was like, I remembered him calling me Damos, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna put Damos, but it was taken, right? So I couldn't use it. I just put a K on it. Kind of surprising, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was taken, but maybe it was him. Maybe he took it. (laughs) I just put a K on the end. So everyone's wanted to be you since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, hey, there it is. It's pronounced Damosk. I've heard Damosk. uh, Damosk. uh, Sorry, Damosk, Damosk. And probably the worst one was, yeah, like, Damosk. Like, what does that even mean? What does the SK stand for? <laughs> so, yeah. Do most people kind of know? They just come and they're like, yeah, it's Demo. Yeah, yeah. Most people just call me Demo now. Yeah. Which is good. I like it. Now, I mean, you got the partner. Would you change it? Or are you happy with the name you got? Yeah, I'd, I'd keep it now. It's like, not, not, branding's not the right word, but it's mm-hmm. become like affiliated now. Yeah, it makes sense. It. Yeah. So what what is your living situation like right now? Uh, right now, I just live with my family. Um, I live with my brother, who's uh, two years older than me, and I live with my sister. And our mom's around the place, but she doesn't really like. She mostly lives with her partner, so it's mm. kind of like me and just housing with my brother and sister at the moment. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like I moved to the city to like go to uni and that was going to be like my big independent like move on my own but yeah um my brother already lived here and he wanted to like move back into like home i guess so he could save money and my mom and my sister were like well they're constantly like coming down here for like hospital visits and doctor visits with my sister they're like we'll just come down with you 
So oh, well. the transitioned into the city a little bit more comfortable, right? So, that's kind of, so that's interesting. Yeah, to move away, but then your whole family kind of moves with you anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. not something you usually hear. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. But uh, yeah, it works for me. So. So you said you were going to uni. Are you doing all online or going to physical classes now? Yeah, with, with COVID, it's pretty much all online. Um, it started off like physical, like the literal mm-hmm. unis right down the road for me, so which is really good. But um, yeah, it's mostly all online now, obviously. And is it um, good or a bad thing for you? I don't really like it that much. Like, you know, like I moved to the city so I could be on campus, right? Because I don't, I don't like online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have the discipline to sit here and watch a lecture and then oh now I'm playing Crash on the other screen, right? That is definitely my fear screen. too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I but I've I've adjusted well. Like last year with COVID I ended up deferring the whole year of uni because I just I hated online so much. But this year, since it's still online, I just have to adapt and I'm doing well, I think. So now I'm always curious with that because, like, I just moved back to the states with some family, and I was I was very much used to living on my own, and I kind of kept my own business. Does does your family know like that you speed run and that you stream? Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, they they've known like for a while. Um, they also like respect that kind of space that I have, right? Like, if I'm streaming, oh, that's awesome. Like, I don't even have to tell them; they just assume that around this time of day if i'm streaming like no one's gonna come in and like bother me about it or do you have like any secret signs like put a sock on the door i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) don't don't come in here (laughs) no i i i do put something up against the door so it makes it harder to open oh nice (laughs) at least some sort of barrier yeah yeah so that's that's the off-camera stuff that no one sees the behind the scenes i can't see the clothes basket over there oh a clothes (laughs) basket full yeah yeah Currently, it's full. It's oh, actually, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep them out for sure. <laughs> yep. Now, are you also, work- are you also working right now? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, do a couple of things. Like, my main job is just part time, like, storeroom at a, at a retail store, like a pretty big chain here. Mm hmm. Um, so it's really good. It's a really comfy job. It pays well for what it is. And it's great for uni as well because it's very flexible. Like, I can go mm-hmm. to uni and every time I have like a schedule there, I just tell my boss this is what I'm doing and they, they work around it like super well. Oh, that's good. At least bend yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they're, they're super accommodating. Like, so that's good. Um, I've been trying to get more into like, I, was, like, I did like a really big internship that was like three, four months long with um, a big sporting organization here, like the AFL. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to get into that field of work too. Like, uh, it's like TV broadcasting and camera operation and stuff like that. So, and you already have a foot in that door? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I've done a couple of things with them already, like with the AFL, which were huge. Mm-hmm. Like, so I started my internship there, which was just to go and film some like games of kind of like a lower skilled league, you know, not the big league. Yeah. Just like a. Yeah, uh, I don't sure what you would. Did they have you on camera at all, or just like uh, the handling of it? I guess. Yeah, so just just handling it and um, like basically like if you picture like a football game, those big cameras that capture like the big wide angles, like if the players mm-hmm. are running down the field and they're trying to track them, or like the close ups of players after they score a goal, you know, to capture that emotion. Like I was on those kind of cameras, um, and that was all live to air. So like. Really, it really makes you nervous because you know when your camera is on and they're like, "Hold that shot, hold that." They're shot. gonna want that, yeah. Don't mess yeah, it yeah. up. So, 
I've done that, and then that got me a call back to go and do like the biggest sporting event in the country, which was the grand final for the AFL. And I got to literally be on the boundary line, like on the field all day, helping a camera team with that. Um, then I got called back again to do like the draft. So like filming all the interviews with the new players um, that are going to be drafted. So yeah, definitely got a, some contacts and networking out of that. Now, it seems like that's definitely much more up your alley than retail, at least what you seem to be more passionate about. If money weren't an object, what would you want to do? Is it something along that lines with sports content? Yeah. Yeah, if money wasn't an object, uh, I mean, I I know the obvious answer for most people would just be, like, just stream, right? Like, literally just stream on Twitch. No? (laughs) (laughs) Well, like... I don't know. It's a little different. For me, at least. I think for me, like, content creation is, like... Not the dream, but it, it, it's something very comfortable. Yeah, and um, I would love to do that. Like I've I've done other content creation before. I've made like a one hour long like mockumentary style thing. Really on on what? Uh, it's a a fake band that we had. So that there's a band called. So not even a real uh, band. No. <laughs> <So> the, <laughs> part of the joke of the mockumentary is that it's a, a documentary about a band, but there is not nothing about music at all in the entire thing. Um, in fact, it's more like of a deep storyline of like how the band came together and how deep does this go? Like, could I buy merch if I looked it up? You can definitely look it up. Uh, I don't know if I want people. (laughs) (laughs) I've shown clips of it on stream very carefully that I didn't show the title. Oh, if you did not enough, you can probably find it. This is going to be my life mission now. I'm going to find this. Yeah, someone will, someone will dig it up. I know they will. Um, so I did that. I've done like skit comedy before. Like I've done like heaps of videos, but I never put those on YouTube. They're just like stuff I shared with you know Facebook friends and stuff. Um, yeah. So, I did see a a couple of shorts on like even your YouTube channel that has the speedrun content as well, and I I think it's brilliant. I like. Okay, so I see just like the the mix there. It's like this is kind of it almost seems like more of a passion project. Like this is what I kind of want to do, but it's just hard to really develop, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something yeah, you could that's... see doing more of? Uh for sure. Um at this point um at this point if I was to continue making stuff like that, like the checkers video for example, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you saw that. Like I, yeah, definitely. Kind of thing, right. So I've made quite a lot of stuff along that kind of line. If I was to continue making it now, I think I would be making it with the idea of trying to really maximize the quality in it, mm-hmm. especially because now with uni, like doing a lot of video production units, I'd like to almost use it as assignment work in a way or like portfolio work. So, yeah. I guess that makes sense. What, uh, I guess, sorry, my I'm so used to the American education system. Do you guys major in something like what you actually get your degree in? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to uni for film, television, and animation. Oh, okay. The name of the course. But um, I'm majoring in animation. So really, and you can, yeah, yeah. So I, my original idea was to go for animation, and now slowly over time, I've decided I kind of like the film aspect more, mm-hmm. the TV production aspect more. Not really the t- film actually. I more so like TV rather than film, um, but. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think that the only reason why I started with animation is because the idea of going to do motion capture, for example, like, mm-hmm. is really fun to me. Like, 
if you've ever watched behind the scenes on like video game production, how they've got all the people in like the the suits with the ping pong. Oh yeah, it looks ridiculous, but it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, like that. That'd be something that I would love to work in. And I was like, my first as the ping pong person or the person that sets up the ping pong. As, as the person in the suit, yeah, like which I did for one day. I I wore it for eight hours, and it was extremely hot, but it was really fun. really. Like, yeah. Oh, what for? Are you allowed to say even? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It was just a uni, like, major. But um, it was a, a major uni assignment for 3D motion design, I think the unit was called. Mm-hmm. And you had, like, 80 students, and everyone had to film, like, a three-minute-long animation. And then that meant capturing, like, motion data from wearing the suit, right? Mm-hmm. So you had to get people to act in the suits, and then you could take that data and rig it onto a model that you would build, right? So um the first day of that class sorry not the first day like a couple of weeks in when we actually went to that lab to do the animation part like the acting everyone is sitting down in like a long row and they're like we need four people to act who's gonna do it and no one no one oh yeah nobody wants to start doing this like uh you know like don't pick me please (laughs) i'd rather die Mm -hmm. yeah exactly but i'm the only i was literally the only one and i'm like i immediately shot my hand up i'm like please 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 lifelong dream yes Yes, I finally made it. Yeah, I took it. I, I was yeah, I, and I ended up wearing it for eight hours. Like I didn't even rotate out if anyone like no oh, wanted to. So. That kind of sounds exhausting, but I mean, kind of cool at least for the first day. Yeah, it was so fun. And I guess I mean, it's pretty obvious. But where is it you're from? Uh, yeah, I'm from Melbourne in Australia. So good old. Upside down land. All right, we can get that <gasps> out of the way already. You mean where PAX is going to be? PAX Oz. Oh, shit. <laughs> so everybody's crashing your place for uh, PAX, right? Yeah, you guys can all stay here. Like, Looks at least a full. At least, you know, five of us can fit there. Perfect. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, I'll have to be there, too. So, yeah, we could all fit. We could do it. Now, are you a world traveler at all? At all? <laughs> I've never traveled. Um, I this may be a different topic, but on the topic of like fighting games, for example, I've been a competitive mm-hmm. player for years. Like before, I was a speedrunner. I was always that. Um, the last couple of years, again, because of COVID, should have been the yeah years I was meant to be traveling right for for big international tournaments. But it just yeah can't do anything about it. But um, I've only ever traveled nationally. Yeah, so. That is definitely something I want to dive into. So, so, I mean, might as well transition into it naturally. What uh, what fighting games really inspired you? Like, do you remember anything from your childhood that's like, oh, I'm good at this, or I really like this, but I'm shit, and it kind of motivated you? Um, yeah. So, like, fighting games kind of were like a a thing that came later for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was probably back in like 2012, 2013 when I got into Street Fighter 4 and the new update was coming out like soon, which was Ultra Street Fighter 4. And I had a friend and me and him, like, well, he's still my friend, but he like got me into fighting games, right? Like, you know how you got that one friend that gets you into an interest? Oh, for sure. Then you they beat you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, I'm yeah. not letting that happen. Yeah, exactly. Like that was him for me. Like he got me into Street Fighter. We were playing it together and then I just clicked with it and I just kept taking it like further. and. I'm going to take away from that. Are you competitive? I'm very competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overly. Overly. Um, 
I could rant on for way too long about yeah all that kind of stuff man it's very very it's it's a passion though right like it's a passion mm-hmm. to compete and improve um but yeah that back then is when i got into street fighter and then i just kept playing and then uh street fighter 5 came out in 2016 mm-hmm. and that was like you know i've been playing street fighter 4 at like a very low level until 5 came out but 5 was like a fresh start right like yeah you're not gonna be way behind everybody yeah so that's when I really took off of it. I found like the scene here, like in Australia, like we have a pretty big fighting game scene. Um, back where I used to live in my hometown, there was no offline like scene, like no land scene, right? Mm-hmm. So, really? What? Yeah. Oh, you poor not, man. Yeah, it's not a small town, but like where I was from was just it's out in the country, right? It's mm-hmm. So there's not a scene. So I, I only play online. Um, but then we had like an online scene, like a tournament every week, and I joined that, and then eventually started driving the three hours to go to Melbourne, and then Ooh. see people you know? Yeah. So, event- and now I live here. It so makes the events really much live. more special, that's for sure. When you have to travel for it. Yeah, it does. Uh, I've traveled heaps for, for fighting game tournaments here. Like, if you want me to go into it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, especially if it's something that's passionate to you. I'd love to hear about it. I have heard, uh, like, between Street Fighter 4 and 5, it's kind of controversial, I guess. A lot of people that were true to 4 didn't care for 5 as much. Coming from a more casual play style, did you notice a big difference? No, no. Like, I, I think probably a benefit of me not really being that good at 4 yet mm-hmm. was that going into 5, I was not really biased to anything. Okay, so right? truly like, fresh, yeah. Yeah, I was very, very fresh. Um even at the start of five, like it took me a year to really get it, like improve. But yeah, I, a lot of people complain going from four to five, they were veterans because the game like got easier or like dumbed. Oh yeah. You know, like the typical, like elitist opinion to have. Um, but to be honest, like the game is, it, it's not easier in any way. It's maybe apart from combos, right? Like combo creativity went away. Like you can't do fancy, like one frame, it's a little bit more bread and butter, do you think? Or yeah. fundamentals, okay. basically, right? Like you have to be really solid at footsies and and fundamentals more so than just the problem with Street Fighter Four is that you had option selects, right? That covered yeah. everything. And option select is like you press multiple inputs at the same time, and then if one of them doesn't come out, the other one will, and it will cover like multiple situations for you. And four was horrible for that, and five isn't so much about that. So. From an outside perspective, and I'm shit at traditional fighters. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I love melee. I'm okay at ult, but like traditional, I just get whooped. And my buddies love them. So like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, whatever, and I'll play it. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll get per- perf- perfected every now and then. It, it hurts my soul, but <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it seems like it. Like getting rid of the option select would lower the skill ceiling a bit, but that's not necessarily a bad thing like that's very intimidating to a new player so it actually it increases the skill ceiling a bit you think so because yeah it does the opposite because if you have an option in street fighter 4 where you can cover like three different situations oh meaning you don't have to read like for example like yeah yeah like backdashes for example in 4 were invincible like you could backdash out of anything and you can't get grabbed and you can't get hit out of them right um However, in four, you'd have an option selects where 
if my button, like if my attack whiffed because they backdashed, but I've got an option select to now cover the backdash option instead and punish them for it. Whereas in five, it's a lot more, do I know they're going to backdash? Yes, I'm going to risk chasing after them and getting hit. Yeah, it's almost like you have to actually commit. What crazy idea. Commit, exactly. Mm -hmm. Best word, yeah, you'd have to commit. So, yeah. Now, especially since you moved into the city, are you more involved with your local scene? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, I went from being just an online warrior to every <laughs> every two weeks go to offlines, uh, which was really cool because these names that you've only seen on Discord for like years, right? Now you suddenly become best friends. Yeah. Like, um, and then you have house, like you go to people's houses every week where you have like nine, ten of you just get drinks and food and play sets all night, right? Like, yeah, I became a lot more involved once I got to offline, like in Melbourne. So. COVID sadly yeah. killed that for me, so I vaguely remember what you're talking about, but... Yeah. Ugh. Soon, TM. I feel for you guys. I feel for you, because it's a lot worse there, and you have all these big events, like, and you... Yeah, it's all off. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Sucks. Now, I guess... How, how are you as a player? I, I hate to ask this, because... Nobody really wants to say, oh, I'm complete dog shit. Or like, yeah, I'm, I'm your typical one and two-er. <laughs> <laughs> Were you yeah, winning? We see you in the winner's finals? or? Uh, yeah, I, I would say you would. Um, I'm good. I'm good at Street Fighter Five. I can nice. say that, right? Like, to, to, to not have a, an ego, not to have a, any kind of bias, like, I'm, good, I'm a good player. Um, I, at one point, I was a lot better, right? Because I've taken, like, the last year. Mm -hmm. that didn't play you know with with offlines being cancelled because of because of covid my kind of drive to yeah on because there's there's no tournament to prepare for there, there's no will or like want to play when there's nothing to aim for right so it's like speed running but no leaderboards mm -hmm. right? like what's the point i'm just playing as myself so um i've had i've played in a lot of tournaments like over 30 or 40 tournaments at this point um i've gotten third at a pretty stacked major we had uh, yeah. in 2019, which was my biggest achievement. So that was, I was in winners, uh, winners top eight. I made two on the second day mm -hmm. and I lost at one point during top eight, but I, yeah, I got, I got to, um, I came third in that tournament anyway, and it came down to last hit last round. Last oh, game. that's always, like, that's fucking exciting. Yeah. It's, so that was my biggest achievement, but I've gotten like. Do you have like yeah. a a trophy or anything from that? I have a medal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it, it's somewhere in my cupboard there. Um, <laughs> when I moved, everything got lost. That Put in the dumb. boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I got a medal. That was cool. Now, what so, was your I first tournament like? My first, um, you know what? My first tournament actually went better, I think, than most people's do. Okay. So you I, were a gamer. That's that's what I'm getting here. I was a gamer. I was a gamer. Like, I, I played a lot online because of where I was from, right, in the country. Like, I didn't have any offline scene, so I always played online. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a player called Smug before. I, I'm not too involved uh, okay. in Street Fighter scene. To draw, like, a line to him, he was also just an online player, mm -hmm. like, forever. But he was really good online. So when he came to offline events and his first tournaments, he was demolishing people, right? Because so I was kind of like the, felt the same for me, where 
I played online for so long. And then my first tournament I joined, I had experience already. And I just didn't know the scene existed. Is basically why I wasn't playing in them. So uh, I'm pretty sure I got like, it was probably like sixth or seventh. No shit, really? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, so, got, so you're setting the bar yeah. high. That's got to suck to follow up. It... <laughs> Anything past that is like, oh, this guy came out of nowhere. He's good. And then, oh, he underperformed. He sucks. Yeah, no, it was it was good because it, it put my name out there. Like, I only I actually found out about the scene through a Reddit post from someone. And then I realized, like, oh, that's an Australian commentating that. And then I, like, DM'd the post of the... Mm-hmm. Sorry, the guy who posted it and i was like where do i like join these tournaments and that's how i got involved and found out about the discord and everything so yeah do you ever stream your street fighter stuff yeah i used to do it a bit um when i was between games like i used to speed mm-hmm. on dark souls and then when i stopped doing that i didn't really have anything to play so i started just doing street fighter streams which i'm gonna start doing again now because uh I mean, different topic, obviously, of being a little bit burnt out on Crash right now, but, like, I am really trying to get back into Street Fighter right now, especially with COVID, like, situation. Oh, that's sick, yeah. Well, it's so, just anything that really fuels you and motivates you, and some competitive like that is really easy, in my opinion. Especially yeah, if you're good. Sure. I mean, I, I just played in my first <clears> tournament in over a year the other day. Like, literally since end of 2019 was my last tournament in October. No, September. And then I played in a tournament two days ago, and that was a 40-man bracket, and I came fifth in that. Oh, nice. Congrats. The only two people who... Thanks, man. Thanks. I felt really good. Like, the only two people who beat me were second and fourth in the tournament, right? So like You can't be mad at I... that. And there's people like, yeah, all right, well, they earned it. Yeah, can't be mad. I can... can I talk about something interesting I found out about that, by the way? Oh, of this, course, this yeah, send it. Off topic, but being from speedrunning for, like, the past, like, Going from Dark Souls to or Crash Team Racing to Dark Souls to to Crash Four, especially Crash Four, right? Because I grinded that game a lot. Mm-hmm. I've really found this odd connection between speedrunning and going back to fighting games that has made me a better fighting game player. Really, in it's, in which aspect? Yeah, more so in like adapting. Right? Okay. Sorry about that. I'll rewind a little bit. My defense is horrible. I'm very much an aggressive rushdown player. That's right? why I'm uh-huh. glad we do so, it. Oh, it's more hype that way anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun, right? Like my defense is offensive defense. Like I put you in a situation I can control you in. But when I'm pressured, I I crumple. Oh. Um, and with speedrunning for so long now. I find that I've become better at adapting to what my opponent is doing. And may- mm-hmm. maybe it's because of like, you know, when you speed run and things go wrong, you constantly try to fix it. So it doesn't happen again next run. And then the run after that, or, yeah. you know, my spacing was off when I like did this jump. Why? 
you need like maybe now for fighting games that's why i'm improving and i feel better at adjusting to my opponent because i'm trying to actively make sure that it's kind of like i don't want to reset right like, yeah of course sure the thing doesn't happen um so i played like a bunch of sets the other day to warm up for that tournament and i was like rusty like i haven't played in a year and i was doing fine like i won three first to fives against a really good player and just which ooh, feels good more. Mm -hmm. yeah it felt good and, and the other thing as well is that I don't feel, I feel more calm, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you're used to it. That's the whole, at least this is what I relate to my melee experience and with running Crash as well, is that you're just put in the same situation so many times, you get used to reacting to it. And that's kind of what yeah. makes Crash Run so exciting is, though, yes, it is a path, it's very dynamic in every interaction, like slight angle adjustments, your double jump usage, stuff like that. It's minor, but it's still you're reacting more than follow line. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, and also the thing about like constantly being uh, stressed in like if you're on recce pace, for example, in a run. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll say so, PB pace for us regulars. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, so we're on a decent run, right? We haven't uh -huh. reset yet, but we're six minutes in the red. Okay, and now we're nervous, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I've taken those nerves and like being able to control nerves in you know good pace runs mm -hmm. to playing sets where like I'm cornered, I'm low HP. This could be the last round, but I'm not freaking out as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I just I feel way more calm. Is there so, anything you actively do? Like, all right, slow my breathing, anything like that, or is it just like? Mm -hmm. I fucking got this. I'm the man. Uh, it's kind of like a mix of out before game starts. I do breathing exercises like at the the tournament, like the one I got third in, like that mm -hmm. picture. I was like sitting on stage. I was really, really, really like really nervous. I just like do the uh, thing where I close my eyes and I just breathe in and like breathe out slowly and just try to control it before a little game. meditation. Uh, yeah, essentially a meditation. I uh, I chew. Uh, I'm usually chew gum at tournaments which is a really good strategy as well because it it's kind of like it tricks your mind like you're constantly occupied mm -hmm. with like chewing the gum it stops you getting dry mouth you know like you're, you're engaged with something um Ooh. So, are you a musicer or in-game sound kind of guy music yeah music mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i don't know I, what it is but something about the disassociation helps you with focusing which doesn't make much sense but it does i think it's got to do with simulating that environment from being at home just playing online mm, like, yeah that's true online, sitting here and i'm listening to like my favorite song and then i go to an offline tournament and i listen to that same song while i'm playing i just feel like relaxed like so yeah Ooh, do you have anything that's like you're on repeat this is my my tournament song i'm winning to this this builds me up i'm not losing yep i do yeah um it's a song called silvera by gojira oh yeah um, i know gojira yeah yeah I that song became really special to me because of that tournament that I was at where that song was the music that was playing in my headphones of when I won like my match to get to that third place match and so I just left it on repeat for the rest and then I've played it in my headphones like every tournament since <laughs> and it doesn't get old to me either it's like a it's kind of nostalgic now for me to listen to it because it puts me into that environment of when I was there like big stage first time in top eight like winner's side all the way to the third like which is kind of yeah. amazing yeah i love to associate a song with that and just so i can you know maybe add it to my playlist so i pb eventually how do you how do you spell that song by the way uh s-i-l-v-e-r 
Silvera or like Silvera. Perfect. Yeah. Yep, definitely added to must PB playlist. Oh, it's so good. Man, it gets pumped up. <laughs> now, just since I, I kind of was talking about earlier, Australia seems to be handling it a lot better, but how has COVID really affected you too much lately or in the past whole year? Um, it's affected me like not very much, and it has on a different level, like in a different way. Like to, to mm-hmm. elaborate, like my job went through a big change where we weren't supposed to be open, but they had, but they were allowed to remain open with different rules. So for example, like no customers were ever allowed to come in anymore. We were only doing like online and that meant that we'd still had to go to work, but you know, obviously wear a mask, wear gloves. And without people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No people. Like if a, if a customer wanted to buy something, they had to go like park outside and you'd have to deliver it to them, put it on the ground, you know, this kind of thing. So they did everything they could to not have to close, right? And that 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 was good because I felt, you know, as much as I thought it should have closed, at least I was lucky to keep a job, which I know a lot of people like didn't, you know, weren't fortunate enough to keep their job. Yeah. COVID, right? So I couldn't complain. Um, uni, it affected me pretty badly because, like I said, I, I ended up deferring like a whole year of study, like, which sucks because now I still have like a year, year and a half left to go and I could be close to graduating by this point and that's all I want to do. Um, and the other thing that, that I, I won't touch too much on, but like, uh, my sister, for example, is really unwell. Like she is like immunocompromised pretty badly. So there was always the fear that, you know, if if somehow, if somehow I got it and work was making a stay at work, you know, even after I took all this Uh time off to try and not get it. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, you know, just the fear that inevitably if you did, it would feel terrible feel terrible like something like that could could be really serious for her so i was always i'm sorry to hear that i always worry about especially people like that with the immune yeah Yeah, it's not it's not good uh i i won't touch onto it that much but it's it's pretty serious and yeah it's pretty bad but um yeah i couldn't i couldn't and that's maybe that's why also i talked about earlier like how i still live with with her and like my brother and all that right like Mm -hmm. in one way I'm, I'm, st- I'm a lazy piece of shit. I don't much- <laughs> <laughs> if anything, she takes more. Care wow, you know yourself. Ever have? Huh? Wow, you really seem to know yourself. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I know myself <laughs> better than others somehow. Um, I, you know, I feel like I'm. I just need to be there to help her, right? To like to take mm. care of her if something happens and stuff has happened before. Whereas if I wasn't there, you know, things could go bad. So, uh, as much as I could have had the the opportunity to move out on my own and be independent and stuff i don't i'm not in any rush to do it yeah help her out so um but yeah that's that's kind of how covid really affected me not that badly but annoying in some ways now you i guess one would guess that you're more extroverted just because of your personality type that you're you broadcast but what i guess what would you say you truly are like if it's time, are you going home and you're chilling, or are you like, oh, I need to go out? It's a Friday night. Um, I guess I'm introvert kind of extrovert is the yeah, the real I'm, question here. I'm I'm saying I'm more extroverted, but like I can definitely be introverted in, in particular cases. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't enjoy really going out, but once I'm out, I'm the loudest person in the room. Right? Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Uh, for example, 
like if I go out and have a drink, I'm very, very lightweight. Like, so I one or two beers down and suddenly I'm just annoying. Everyone. Oh no. But before that first drink, I'm like, Hey, <laughs> like, just kind of minding my own business. I can't remember it if I asked, but on. how old are you? I'm 26. Oh, okay. Why Same dude. About that for a second. Oh no. Uh, not sure. <laughs> yeah. So 26 getting up there wrong side of 25. Um, yeah, turned 27 this year. So. Hell yeah, you give people like me hope. Sometimes like, damn, my boomer hands, I don't know if I can speed run with these these children. Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing yeah, okay. doing all right. <clears throat> now, before I jump into the meat and potatoes of your speed run history, are you down to play a little game? Just a, a, a trivia to see if you really are the Macca's king that you claim to be. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> For non-Australian listeners, that is McDonald's. Macca's is objectively the better name. Mm-hmm. I, I, just, I, I came up with a, a quick little easy game. We're going to score it uh, just to see if you know if this international item is a real or fake item on the menu. You can even get a <laughs> bonus point if you know where it's from. Okay. Oh man, I'm gonna. This is. I'm about to be exposed. <laughs> so, okay. they're interesting, but mm-hmm. the first one is the McPoutine. Is this a real or fake McDonald's item? It sounds real to me. Do you happen to know where it's from for the bonus point? Uh, um, poutine is chicken. It's it's uh it's um. I guess yeah. Do you know what poutine is all the way across the world? It. I don't know where it translates from. I think poutine means chicken in French, right? I, I'm not French. I can't say I know. Oh my god! <laughs> you have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's either France or Italy. I don't. Think I actually. I see the confusion here. So, oh. you got the first part right. It is a real item. Poutine is actually Canadian, but since the French kind of. You know, we're part of Canada. It makes sense that there's some influences. These are chips, French fries, with gravy and cheese curds. Ooh. And although that sounds very American, it is Canadian. So it's not French. No. (laughs) It's not French. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. Do I get a point? You do get a point. Yep. Mm -hmm. The true does give you a point. Okay, good. All right. Uh, there are 11 of them, so if you get even 8 points, and then any bonus points, I would say you're truly a god. Okay. Next one up. A bacon mac and cheese sandwich. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't sound real. I don't know. Final answer, Demo. It's not real. It's not real. Ooh, that one is. I wouldn't have believed That's it either, actually. It's real. That's and then, <laughs> even more surprising, again, maybe I just assume anything fatty sounds American, but it's from Hong Kong, of all places. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's not where I would put that. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, do you happen to know if you have any, like, local items that's only Australia? Um... I th- no, I don't think we do, to be honest. Like, I'm pretty sure everything, like, we're kind of boring. Like, we have everything, <laughs> but nothing, like, unique, right? Like, mm-hmm. everyone has what we have. Um, except, like, I know some countries just don't have, like, half the stuff we have. 
I just feel like really, but yeah, but nothing unique. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess until you know, you you know, which yeah. makes sense. I should mention maybe it's a good time to mention that I have a lot of food allergies. And oh, really? My yeah, yeah. Like even though I may be that's gonna be not fun to find out. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. It's not fun. Um, so my let's you know to expose myself as potentially the biggest Macca's fraud of the speedrunning community. I eat the same. I've been eating basically the same fi- thing for years. What right? is because the demo special? The go-to is a large hamburger meal, no pickles, no onions. Right? What are you? Wait, no cheese for, or? Right? No cheese. It's like, oh, my no cheese. oh my god! Oh my god! No cheese. This was nice. Goodbye. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. See you later, guys. Hey, I'm out too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, large Coke and uh, large rice. That's it. That's it. Pretty simple. Simple man. I can respect it. You know what you like, and also yeah, it won't I'm kill gonna... you. So <laughs> it won't kill me, which is a good benefit. Mm-hmm. So I like not dying most friends, days. Yeah. Yeah, I love hash browns. Definitely yeah, terrible for you, but oh, I've heard that they're good for you. Maybe not the mac. Potatoes and fried, and uh, unless we got okay. different hash browns, we may maybe we do. Like, don't you guys find ways to just make things like unhealthier? Anyway? I I think so that's like, a thing. I mean, plus, I the idea is if you can deep fry it, it's going to be better. So, <laughs> diabetes is a future problem, not a me problem. Exactly. Exactly. Don't worry about it. How did the whole Macca's meme come to be for you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think just because, like, on stream, I would talk about how, like, you know, after this, I'm going to get some Macca's or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that just grew with, like, my initial, like, impression on, like, the first audience that I got boomed with, um, like, CTR, like Mm -hmm. costume racing, for example. I think it's just because it grew with that and then it just stayed and it was never really in- and then uh, channel points came out so i'm like oh, well, i guess i'm gonna name my channel point Mac as much as <laughs> right? like, it's just a thing now yeah it's just become a thing um yeah so along the line with the memes uh what about the the howdy tip the hat i can't imagine okay. you're very uh where is it i have the hat somewhere very howdy wait one second yeah if you can put it on that'd be even better Ah, oh, this is embarrassing. I've lost it. <gasps> I thought it was going to be exactly there, but it's not there. All right, well, I'm not going to find it now. <laughs> Before the podcast, I was going to grab it and like... Oh, this is what I needed. Oh, I don't know where it is. Um, Yeah, that that was because I just needed an emote, like a greeting emote. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, all right, I, I found this cowboy hat that I bought for a, like a Woody costume, like from Toy yeah. Story once. And I'm like... I'll just tip it, and then it became like tip like your hat of an emote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just stuck because like I put it in chat. And I'm like, this how did you wind up it. with one? I mean, oh, the the hat. Yeah. Oh, every it's natural, like just normal Australian issue. Like everyone. Oh, has oh, one. you have to have one. Like yeah. at birth, they just like, oh, this yeah. is your boonie. Yes, yes. <laughs> I actually like, got it because uh, I was making a, a like Toy Story, like Woody, the character. I was mm-hmm. trying to make a, a costume for him for like a work Christmas party like costume. So I went out and bought like a cowboy hat that looks similar to his. 
Did people recognize it as Woody, or this like, oh, you're a cowboy? No, because my costume was terrible. Um, oh no! I, but I did have like a Toy Story shirt where it's just like a like a wide print over the entire thing of like Woody and Buzz like mm-hmm. flying together. And then yeah, so it was kind of a very. If bad you explain costume. it to them, they'll get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you know when you have to explain the costume, it's not good anymore. Yeah, like, meant to be this. Like yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's who oh cool (laughs) so how are you (laughs) all right all right let's finish these points out we're gonna just Mm. rapid fire them down the list the mctofu burger real Real. or fake real where is it from where's tofu again from Japan? japan see that's what i was hoping you would think i made it up i'm surprised it's not a real thing but no tofu yet. They're slacking. <laughs> oh man. The Mick spaghetti. The Mick spaghetti? Yep. That's not real. There's no way. <sighs> Damo, you're letting me down here. This is There's a no delicacy in the Philippines. It actually comes with a drumstick of fried chicken with spaghetti. The Filipinos love it. Okay, well, the Filipinos are wrong. All right, next item. Ooh, <laughs> controversial. Hold on, I'm not trying to get canceled in my fourth week here. <laughs> no, they're only wrong about the Macca's menu. That's it. That's all they're wrong about, all right? <laughs> Number five, the Sunday burger, an ice cream sundae with a bun. That's real. That's 100% real. Don't do this. Oh, come Don't. on, Dave. <laughs> But okay, it's a fun fact. They like ice cream sandwiches, and I and I assume that that would be real, all right? <laughs> there is a Nutella burger. It's two buns with a fried piece of Nutella. That's in Italy, but no ice cream sundae. <sighs> Man, why do people let me down so much? That, <laughs> that is humanity. <laughs> Although I think I may need to go pitch these to them. Hold on. Yeah, I think you should. I think you really should. This one is for the fancy people out there. A McLobster sandwich. That's real. It is real. Now, do you happen to know where it's from? Seattle. Not the United States. Where else has water? Because lobsters come from the ocean. Typically, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um uh i mean who likes lobster uh that's like another european probably place i'd assume that's Uh, all right this is the bonus point anyway it's those damn canadians again oh what are they doing over there they just (laughs) somehow they they low-key know how to make good food I said Seattle, by the way, because the C, it just popped up. C, Seattle. I like it. I see yeah. the correlation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> the Mick beer. Get a beer with your Maccas. No, not real. <sighs> Spanish are disappointed in you. They know how to Maccas. Really? They mm-hmm. serve alcohol at Maccas in Spain? Yeah. I, I was surprised, too, actually. I'm like, this can't be a real thing, is it? No, I think oh. it'd go together great. Yeah, I'm actually going to real quick just book a 
plane ticket to Spain, actually. Damn. <laughs> she flights right now. It's crazy. <laughs> and going down number eight, the Mick Calamari. You know, like a squid. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> the international community is that real? and me are both disappointed. Oh my god. I was okay. I have no idea why I'm so bad at this. Right? <laughs> I've never traveled. We talked about this earlier. I've never traveled. How I didn't I know that, but it makes this game way more fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, GG's. How do I get two points? Uh, sounds about right. Uh, maybe three. Maybe three. Oh, maybe three? Can I just have I'm leaving that for the contestants to decide. Okay. Fair. <laughs> now, would you eat the McSushi? No, because it'll kill me. I actually, I can't eat it. Oh, can't eat sushi? I, no, can't have it. Just like it's most so fish or? Yeah, like most seafood. Oh, yeah. That's always terrifying. I would not want to figure that one out. Now, more importantly, does it exist in some part of the world? No. And if that means yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You got this one. No, no sushi. McDonald's isn't brave enough for that. I, I think that like maybe Japan had like sushi. Like I just it, it was a pretty that. good guess. Yeah, I would think if yeah. anywhere's going to have it, obviously Japan would. Yeah. Now, what about this one? It could be good or bad. I'm not sure. The Mick Corn. <laughs> Get some corn in a bowl. Um, it's real. It's real. Correct. Do you know where it's from? Yeah. Somewhere in, like, South America, probably. <laughs> the main origin. As with pretty much anything, they're like, why? Japan. Leave it to Japan. Really? Mm -hmm. Japan? Okay. Oh, actually, I... So, before I moved back to the States, I was living in Japan for a while. Their mac is so good. I've heard like, I do not eat there. American macas, but I will tear up some Japanese macas. Yeah, I've heard that macas and KFC especially are really mm -hmm. good in Japan. Oh, that's Christmas, yeah. Yeah. People reserve spots for that KFC Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> could I call up and book a table for the family? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fine dining. Yeah. And last one for you. Let's see if we get some points. A mashed potato burger. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Correct. That sounds real. Yeah. And where do you think does it? Is this the last question? This is the last this question. Like, it's Then it's from Australia, right? Oh, you know, I didn't want to give you one too easy, so no Australians. I'll give you a second chance. Okay, okay. Um, I'm like, he'll know the Australians. Yeah, I figured that you would just put a secret Australian one at the very end. Uh, uh, Don't want to out you Germany? too hard. Is it Germany? You know, I think they also had it for a little bit, so I'll give you, I'll give you the point on that one. Originally from China, though. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. I didn't even know the Chinese had McDonald's, so I wouldn't have got any of this right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, the poutine and the spaghetti. I've seen that, but besides that, nope, no way in hell. Mm. Very interesting. 
Well, it doesn't matter how you did, because after hearing your Mick order, uh, I would say you're a Mick liar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. See you later. <laughs> no Damn, cheese, no onion. Like, uh, I feel discredited. Like, nah, if you eat it, hey, you can be the Maccas King forever. <laughs> okay. Damn. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself. I really did think you were just chucking an Australian item at the end to trick me. But, uh, yeah. We didn't want to really out you. That would just be mean. Come on. I want you yeah. to come back, potentially. Yeah, potentially. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get the, the, the run back and let you research it up and see the, your the geography of Maccas. <laughs> see, as a fighting game player, that's the word I wanted to hear, the run back. Catch you in the salty yeah. sweet boy. Yep, the salty sweet. I'll be there with my McPotato. <laughs> but I definitely I want to do something easier before going into the real what people want to hear. So you're jumping to speed running, of course, and mostly. How did you enjoy Nitro Fueled? Uh, I really liked Nitro Fueled. Um, I know that Nitro Fueled is like a, a controversial thing for a lot of the community like a lot of people especially the more hardcore players say it sucks because it's not the same right mm -hmm. even to go like the same thing as the street fighter 5 as street with, fighter 4 thing is different right? yeah um, as with any of the hd remakes it seems yeah um i to be honest like i didn't get into nitro fueled originally thinking i was going to speed run it so like for me i just loved it because it was my childhood game mm -hmm. right and it was the first time that me and my brother when nitro fueled came out me and my brother don't even really talk or get along a lot, but like when that came out, we played split screen, right? And that was like really special to me. Like, and that's the first. Oh yeah, time done that's that. not something you get too much kids. anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So Nitro Fuel to me, I like, I love it. Um. Of course, I did spend a long time speed running that game, like the way I blew up on Twitch originally. My first stream I ever did a, a NF wasn't big, right? I was just like playing uh Papu's Pyramid time trials trying to to get the world record on that track. Yeah. And the reason why I was trying to do it is because me and a friend from the the fighting game community we just like were racing each other's time trial back and forth until eventually he stopped but I kept going and I was like wow I'm actually really close like I looked up records online and I found out I was getting close. Mm -hmm. And so is this the first thing you ever speed ran so to <clears throat> yes, speak? Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time I put something into a game like so much time into a game to try and learn to be like uh optimal right um and like not in, not finding games obviously but mm -hmm. and um the next day i turned my stream on again and i was streaming from the ps4 like i wasn't even streaming through a capture card or anything i was using the inbuilt one. as all the greats do mm -hmm. yep exactly i instead of having normal three to four viewers it suddenly went up to like 20 in like the first like no shit hour, right? what and then and you didn't even have like a camera or anything on sorry you didn't even have like a camera or anything on it was just your nf gameplay just the gameplay wow just the gameplay and like a shitty microphone right from my headset and um i was just doing time trials on that trying to get world record right and half an hour later 20 viewers turned to like 80 and then like every half an hour like 50 people would join like it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and uh that stream capped out at like 890 something people watched me do that stream and that stream went for 16 hours long are you serious <laughs> well first off 
oh my god, 16 hours of NF. Mm-hmm. So after loads, that's like seven attempts, right? Yeah, it's about, well, no, six. six. Oh, six, um, okay. But after the patch, five. So, but still, yeah, that's that's an insane it. grind. Jokes aside, it was insane. I got pretty much all organic, like all organically. Yeah, yeah that's I, nuts. I, I, legit, I don't know how it happened. I guess it was just right time, right place, right? Like the game just came out like a couple of days beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was playing a very difficult track that a lot of people would know from their childhood as being like nostalgic. Like that track is hard, especially like the climbing section, right? Yeah, when you see someone just blitz through it. You're like, wow, what's going on here? Um, so I really just feel like I got extremely lucky. Like I struck gold with it and I ended up getting like 350 something new followers over the course of that whole stream. I had, Damn. uh, yeah, somewhere around 890 something max. I kept at least 600 after like six hours. It stayed at 600 minimum for the whole stream. Like it just blew up and I did it again the next day. Got another 200 something followers. Like people just kept coming back. There was thousands of people that came through chat that would just say stuff like I've, went to bed and woke up and you're still going i just like it was crazy it, it was and that's literally what started everything for me like on twitch was that one stream so was it that competitive spirit was it just like i just want to beat my brother really badly so let me get good at this game pretty much it, it's uh it's a combination of being very stubborn <laughs> and, and very imagine um because it's kind of like the mentality I have that I blame. Well, I use the word blame, but I more so like credit as the reason why I got where I got with fighting games or got where I got with speedrunning is that it's not the best mental approach to have, but being stubborn and, and knowing that no time is ever good enough, right? Yeah. Like one, just one more, one more, one more until it's, it's like a chase and you can't ever catch it. But like, yeah. So I just kept doing it. Now, it's a very healthy mindset to keep in most things. Do you think you can apply that to regular life, or is it almost exclusively for gaming? Yeah, it's it's a weird one, man. Like, I feel like it's a really interesting topic to deep dive into because I really love talking about this kind of stuff with people. Um, I tend to be very motivated. Like, if I'm motivated, I'll get good at things fast, but I very mm-hmm. rarely am motivated to do things that would probably push me or benefit me in like a, you know, career aspect. Yeah. Uh, a work aspect, like, and call it laziness or call it just being addicted to like playing games and stuff. But it, it it's really something that I'm trying to improve on. And I think that's why like this current uni semester, for example, with all the 3d stuff I'm doing on my own, like for hours off, off of out of uni, I was like, I'm trying to use that same mindset where, I know if I'm motivated, I'll get good at something. I just have to be motivated. And I find it way easier to be motivated if it's with gaming stuff because that's what I'm passionate about. I've known mm-hmm. it, like I've considered myself good at that. And from an outside perspective, I mean, it seems like you're definitely on the right track for that, that you're taking something that is a passion and potentially making it something that can really help you in the future, which I think nowadays we have more opportunities for that, but still far from easy a lot of people oh, tend yeah. to get stuck in the the rut of it and especially if you have any big responsibilities or anything like that then you're just like well let me do something i hate for 60 years and die and that's kind yeah, of a big it's, fear it's very um i think people underestimate like what it takes to from a stream point of view and 
on an entertainment point of view and also trying to speed run and play to top level and grind something, which requires so much mental effort. I think people underestimate how much energy that takes. Oh yeah. To really sit there for even four hours or five. Like I apologize sometimes to my stream because I'm like, oh sorry, I did a short stream and it was like five hours long. Yeah, short. <laughs> like, okay. Like yeah, sure. Like I just I I I really think people underestimate that because it's and I get this a lot from people who say like they just picked up Crash 4 and they tried to like play the way I do and they're like, oh I died like 17 times on Rude Awakening, man. It actually is kind of hard. Like it's very hard to to keep up with chat, like especially with my stream growing recently to what it's with chat activity being mm -hmm. way too quick. And I'm trying to concentrate and play at a high level. It's hard to entertain. Oh yeah. Keep up absolutely. With yeah. And that's hard. like even sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say you have something that I, I highly respect that it's very hard, but it seems to come naturally is you have a very good comedic aspect with your runs as well versus myself included. It's very easy to get caught up in. This is what I'm focusing on. This is what I'm talking about. But you come into a demo stream and he's playing a uh, goodbye moon song. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing if we're lucky enough to get the 1% voice line and, like he's he's just got it figured out the comedic aspect is fantastic so kudos to you for that i appreciate it man i appreciate it um i've well i I always started like my stream especially back in the nf days as a an outlet for people to watch and just like maybe if they're having a bad day they could watch it and hopefully take their mind off something right? mm -hmm. and i think speed running and entertainment and rather than just speed running and only speed running and not really paying attention, trying to be entertaining, I feel like these two things together work really well because speed running is a very engaging thing to watch for someone, especially if it's yeah. a game they like. Like they're very like they love the game; they're already distracted. Like they just love watching it. But if you can be entertaining on top of that, I feel like it's just a really good vibe. Like everything just comes together very Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I think that's why I started doing it. And, and sometimes I like get disappointed in myself. Like if I get upset or like salty, and I, I'm well known to do this a lot where like i get very down on myself for even pb'ing like i've pb'd on ain't that something before. sorry i said ain't that something there's there's something to be said about the mindset of a, a speed runner yeah but getting yeah, upset like, even when you do well it's like yeah this pb was shit and yeah, everybody's like, done it like even if my pb was was a recce like if i was just getting world record again mm -hmm. and it, because i lost 20 seconds at the end and i only ended up being by five and then i spend the next hour complaining about like oh I'm yeah trash. like i'm shit you know that's when i feel bad because i'm now ruining that side of why i originally started streaming in the first place right people to come in and be distracted and have fun and i'm doing something i love at the same time so I'm I'm going to feel terrible about this, but there's a fantastic video and I can't remember who made it, but the mentality of a speedrunner and yeah. it's it's very common that most people they they will get a PB and they're not happy about it. You pull a minor mistake, you're like I'm fucking garbage. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are still admiring like, "Damn, I wish I could get a a 43 when their PB's a 102, you know?" And so the idea that there's different levels is just kind of insane. And even if you're doing well, you're still just like, mm, it's not good. And it's comparing to perfection. 
which is just so unrealistic, but we all want to anyway. It's yeah. just kind of, it's not good for mentality, but damn, is it motivating. Yeah, it, it, it's like I was talking about earlier, like the, the chase, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you're willing to put yourself through so much disappointment and so much pain along the way. Yeah. But those victories are huge. Like, um, every, every single time, like you might go two weeks, three weeks without a PB and it sucks. And you constantly contemplate like giving up or like, why do I even do this? Because I'm the thing with me is like, if I get a PB, it's really easy to get in my own head and go, well, even if I PB, I'm not going to be happy with that one because I'm going to be trying to beat that again. Right. And yeah it already done the near impossible we need to do it better yeah it's it's like how many times have you seen someone pb and they go oh man great damn this run was trash though like, yeah every time i've i i do not think i've ever not seen it <laughs> yeah it is it's an, an immediate transition like the, the the five seconds of relief and like victory is very quickly shadowed by Wait, I have to beat this now. Like, <laughs> the curve is interesting too. Like when you have a dog shit time, you're new to a game, and then you immediately PB. Like, oh, that felt good. And then when you're pushing higher level and you get that, oh, I really I wanted to hit this milestone, but I messed up this, this, this. So fucking garbage. We need to do better. There's no yeah. end. Um, this is actually something I I think is interesting to talk about as well. Because and I tweeted about this a couple of days ago, which was. Uh, with, with new runners getting into games and they they reset a lot mm -hmm. like when they don't even either have splits yet or they've done one run and they they watch a top runner and they they see like them resetting on like the first level like 50 times right because minor things happen um i think it's important especially for new people like getting into speed running and and if someone watches this that's also getting into speed running now uh yeah j just you have to just play it out because the best time you'll have the most fun is usually at the start mm -hmm. where you've got, you're, you're literally golding every split 45 minutes in the green, right? You're just chilling. It feels good. Fun. Sorry. It just feels good. Yeah. To get green splits. Yeah. It's constant dopamine. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like, you get, to, you really have to enjoy that because if you're not enjoying that part, man, later on when, yeah, you never see green again, and when you do, that run ended up dying anyway. Like you have to Ugh. enjoy it at the start. I'm, yeah. I'm especially fascinated with, and I know how much I want to push into this right now, but the mentality of a world record holder. I, I had Bobby Bill on the other day, and he holds pretty much everything for Spyro Reignited, and mm -hmm. just what you guys go through is insane. Because I mean, the average runner doesn't always get to see what that's like so since you were there and it was a fascinating storyline going back like you got it tacos got it you got it again improved on it held it and then jordy's ass came out of nowhere just do you yeah. feel demotivated or do you feel even more inclined to i want to go for this this is mine i'm getting it uh, with with Geordie getting it, or uh, I guess in general, but since right now Crash Four is the relevant world record for you, yeah, um, yeah, okay, I guess I'll talk about it in, in whole thing, right? So, um, the chase of getting world record is like the the fun part, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's close, right? Like 
if if you know you can get it once it clicks in your brain that like i just need a good run and i could really get this or maybe the thing that went wrong in your last pb doesn't go wrong next run and you got this that is the best part right so that that makes you want to grind for 16 hours like i did <laughs> so Bloody um hell. the the feeling of just knowing that it is possible is enough ammunition to, to push through anything right any disappointment um if you have terrible runs say for eight hours tonight but you know that at tomorrow's the day if, if you can say tomorrow's the day tomorrow's the day mm-hmm. every day you can keep going forever when it gets to the point though where you're like i need to improve something otherwise and you don't know what it is uh that's when it gets a little bit painful because with crispy and i like i had to catch up initially because it was him and uh this a Japanese runner called um, Yuki. Oh, Yuki, yeah. So they were one and two, and I was coming back to try and get into it, and I did a lot of study. And once I knew that it was possible, I was like, okay, now I've now I've got the the drive, the push, and the motivation to do it. And then when I got it, it's like the best feeling in the world. But then it's quickly, uh, it's lonely at the top, right? Is the same, mm-hmm. like you there's something very fun about trying to chase it because you know that you can do it but once you have it it quickly turns into you know i kind of want them to beat me because i i need a drive again i need need a push right you can only compete with yourself for so long before you hope that someone else comes in and takes it away from you um i noticed you did you did get recce and then kept pushing it did you not feel satisfied with it as at first or were you scared that someone would I guess wind up taking it. What was yeah, the mentality the, with that? The the mentality with that was that I knew there was two milestones that I wanted to break, and I wanted to be the first one to break them. Um, so the first one being the one twenty barrier. Like when I got it, it was one twenty one initially when I got world record, and we just kept lowering one twenty one, one twenty ones all the way down, and then I got like the first one twenty, which was a one twenty fifty eight, and my time before that was like a one twenty one like 0x or a 1x right so knowing that i was close to that barrier that was motivation to continue that um but then the new motivation became i want to keep improving it and now that i'm so far ahead of second place how can i really put like the nail in the coffin like how can i yeah how can i just separate myself entirely like i'm not sure if you've ever watched like a summoning salt video before i love a summoning salt video yeah yeah, summoning salt videos are amazing. Like when you hear about those runners that he really talks about, which are the ones that uh, separated themselves from the pack, right, and became dominant. That's what I want to be when I eventually. Okay. Like that's why I kept pushing my own time down because I'm like, if I'm getting ahead, let's see how far I can go. It's not a case of now. Oh, I'm only twenty seconds ahead. Like I'm almost a minute ahead. So which what can I do to improve this again? Yeah. Uh, so my. Most proud speedrunning achievement ever, and I don't know when I'll ever top this, but it was my one nineteen thirty eight that I got on Crash Four, like just like last month. Right? Mm-hmm. That that'll forever be my most proud achievement in speedrunning, and the reason being, and this is before I get into Geordie's stuff, but the two new skips that came out, uh, the hit the road skip and Louise skip, mm-hmm. those save like combined like almost a minute and a half right so the fact that i got the 119 after so long like i was chasing it forever i got like a 12058 
then a 120 47 a 120 36 uh a 120 20 120 like i just kept getting going and going yeah and like every time i got a 120 is because i failed something so bad like three literally three pbs in a row i lost 25 seconds to the last boss so really yeah yeah i lost i died on cortex the last fight in the first in my 120 30 something i lost like 25 seconds right oh i then died to him again in the next run that got a 120 20 i died to the level before him like at the very last part and lost like 25 26 again so every time i got i was so far away from the 119 because i kept making one mistake at the very end and the 119 was like if i can get this i'm content i i'm done like my quest is done yeah and then that's why my 119 is so good to me because not only did i get the 119 after so long and so much practice and like so much pain <laughs> it was clean run not a single death like the only deaths were two scripted ones where you like die on purpose for a skip right right and i got a 119.36 it wasn't like a 119.50 it was just a mid 119 very decisive mm-hmm. and i was so happy uh now i had to say that part because that's why i'm demotivated now because <laughs> uh i hit a massive personal goal with it but everyone knows Geordie is insane, right? If you're talking about Crash Speed running, Geordie's name comes up. It's just, it's normal. Since um, he wasn't streaming it, I, I mean, as a viewer, I thought, I'm like, category's dead. That's it. Until they find something crazy that breaks the game again. This is put. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot, actually. The two skips, right, that came out. Mm -hmm. So that's why I felt really proud of that time, because I got it before those skips came out. And then I think the first run that Geordie beat my 119.36 was with both skips, and he only beat it by like 10 seconds. It was like a 119.26. Mm -hmm. So like that just added to my like mind of, man, like I'm so happy I got this before these skips came out. Eventually, he would just push it and grind it, and then he got like a 117.49 or something. Can't remember. It's something like that. Um, that's when I got demotivated because, you know, when you see your summer best, basically mean you're just you're not even gonna touch recce now like right your summer best is basically 20 seconds off recce you've got a lot of work you have to, to be do, cracked right? absolutely yeah. so for me man like that's when i started to get demotivated and change categories and um yeah i i like we talked about it earlier i'm a competitive person it's very normal for me to want to be better than the rest even if it doesn't even if fun is the objective at the end of the day I'm competitive. I want to beat. I want to beat people. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of backtracking a bit, just for big picture. Did you get partner for, on Twitch off of NF, or did that come with Crash Four? I came with NF. Yeah. Oh, that. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Especially. So, I'm guessing it's fairly early on. Yeah. So I got partnered with NF after a month of streaming the game. Um, I streamed NF like a lot for like three months. Um, getting viewership that's the same as what I'm getting now, Crash Four mm -hmm. around that, like you know, 100 to 130 kind of viewer mark is what I used to get with CTR back then. After all, like after the big blow up, like it slowed down, right? And then I maintained that, like that 130 ish. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get it with a lot of people think I got it with C4, but no, I got it ages ago. 
not saying that obviously you're going to quit these games forever, but do you have something in mind that you're like, you know what, this is what I want to focus on now? Yeah, I I want to focus on um I want to focus on Street Fighter now. Um Okay. I'm I'm going through a burnout phase right now with with Crash 4. Um I was looking forward to the PC version, obviously that comes out next week and that was going to be my ticket back into doing any percent. Right. Uh recently there there was a big patch. Uh was gutted any percent with The Walls by uh, Bob, yes. Yep. Um uh, for those who don't know, four skips got removed. Um, invisible walls basically just got placed. Really, really cool. Thanks, cool. Bobs. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, nah, not a big deal. I'll just play anyway when the new version comes out on PC. Right? Everyone's going to move to that anyway. I tried to do a run offline, like on the PS5 patch. Yeah. Dude, it feels horrible. Like, really? The game even feels different feels, to you. Oh, the game feels sorry, the game feels fine. But mm-hmm. the, the not having those skips. You don't like the auto scroller of run it by you? Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh man. <laughs> you don't want to see the rest of the game the way the devs intended? God. It it does not feel good. Like I figured, yeah, it's one level, it's one part of a level. Dragon on, for example, got completely destroyed. It's now just completely normal dude it it's painful to play honestly like it's only mm-hmm. two minutes in the entire run but it doesn't feel good um so i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm definitely interested in people's take by this so it it's been kind of contentious in the past year even but what do you think is a good relationship with developers with speedrun communities um i think a good relationship with a speedrunner and developer is like one where the devs appreciate the passion behind players like doing what they do with the with their games if that makes sense i probably worded that really badly but no i I get um, what you mean for sure for for example like toby fox uh, who made undertale when undertale was being ran at a an agdq it was like the big last run of the marathon and like toby fox was like in a in like a discord call like a phone call like with them during the run and just you could hear the excitement in and like in his voice and like his passion for like seeing people love his game because the thing is at the end of the day people speedrun games because they love that game mm-hmm. like they don't speedrun something they don't like um if anything like i'd like to think that a lot of people who had never played crash 4 before went out and maybe bought the game because of my stream like they they liked what they saw and that's because i enjoyed speedrunning it right and I, so I think when devs go out of their way to either ki- not kill, but obviously like nerf the run in a way, right, or like do things that aren't in favor of the speedrunning community, it's it's not a it's not a good look. It's not good. Um, Very. I think yeah. the part that kind of just irks me the most is to be almost two faced about it and to be on like the IGN devs react and like. Oh, that's crazy. Oh my god. Fucking fix that. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um funnily enough, there was a Reddit post recently where someone posted a, a devs react speedrun and I went into the comments and I was like, control F crash four. <laughs> <laughs> I found like someone being like, Man, the crash four one was so good. Like this was recently, just the other day. Yeah. And like everyone's talking in these comments about, yeah, the crash four one was great. And I'm like, 
I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I so need I, to. I responded. <laughs> I have to do it. I responded. I'm like, hey, I've been running this game since forever. Uh, recently, there was a patch. That video you watched, it's nothing like that anymore. These devs do not really care about that run. <laughs> like, even though they in the video, they're acting like all funny and like, oh, this looks cool. It's like they, they patched all that shit. Like, here's the thing, Gaff. Like, who knows? It you can't say for certain that Toys for Bob hate speedrunners as much as I want to say that, because maybe at the end of the day they are just trying to fix the game, right? It's which like is a fair and anything that they don't like about speedrunning. Mm -hmm. However, they haven't done anything to show that they like speedrunning, and they haven't done anything. They haven't proven that what they did to Spyro or what they did to like the C1 NST is anything but a dislike for people not playing as they intended something to be seen. And that's why like they're getting the reputation they are now. So yeah, it's it's not a good look, honestly. I know I'm uh I'm probably I'm bad at this because I know if Bob's released Spyro 4 tomorrow, I would probably buy it. So I'm not that upset. Mm. It's just a, a matter of principle, you know? Yeah, no, it very much is just that. Like that's like if, as if, why am I complaining so much about this? And then I'm still going to play the game on stream, right? Like, I still love the game. It means I just I'm not in favor of what they some of their decisions. But yeah, so how did you come to run Crash Four anyway? Like, was it just because uh, you're like, eh, I liked Crash Team Racing. Let me play the platformer. Yeah, like I mean, Crash was like my biggest childhood game. Crash One was my first ever game I ever played. Um. It's always had a special place in my heart, right? So mm -hmm. when Crash 4 came out, I was like super excited. Uh, having speedrun experience with Dark Souls and NF, I was like, I'm in that mindset already that when this game comes out, I'm going to play it. I'm going to jump straight into running any percent. And found the community um, through the Discord and then just kept doing it. Like, just I played the casual, like, I did the story playthrough on the first two days. And then the third day was when I started any percent. Like, and I literally, I think I did, uh, I streamed Crash 4 any percent the third day the game came out. And I think I did like 45 days straight. No shit. What? Yeah, I took, I probably took like one or two days off in like three months. Like, That's crazy. I mean, especially this is one of the longer any percents for sure. Mm, yeah, it is. Um, so I like to, uh, I guess I like to put that to why I grew, I guess, as a Crash 4 mm -hmm. streamer, is because I was just so consistent. Like, I just played it every day. So... To give hope to the the young runners, do you remember what your first time is versus your time mm -hmm. now? My first run was, in real time, 3 hours and 36 minutes. Oh, nice. Which is, if you compare it to real time now, it's actually 1 hour and 30 minutes, so 2 hours oh. faster. Oh. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah just a little. Um, so yeah, do resetless is, runs, newbies. Do resetless runs. Don't reset. And and the thing is, like, every time I see someone do a first run, any percent, it's usually between the three hour to three and a half hour mark. It always is. So when someone uh, posts that time, I just tell them, like, damn, like, that's good. Like, you, Yeah, you're getting you it. Get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you obviously know what's going on. Like... So, yeah. <laughs> so, I did run C4 any percent, like, when the game first came out before a load remover and everything. 
and it's mm. super demotivational. I came back recently. I've been trying to get into it a little bit. And my time with outloads is somehow worse than my RTA time before. I'm like, oh no, I've gotten worse. <laughs> terribly, terribly worse. What was your so, time, out of curiosity? Oh god, uh, just last week it was like a a 156 or something. Like, loadless. oh. Uh, loadless, yeah, yeah. But before, like, my first one coming back was like a 214 or something. It's like, okay, yeah, make the same mistake. Just die again and again. So I gained a lot of respect. I'm like, you know what? These guys are actually cracked out of their mind. Look, I, not not to talk myself up, obviously, uh, but more out of respect of people also like Geordie as well, like all these top runners. This game is hard, man. It's very like, hard. As I said earlier, I think people underestimate it. Like, yeah, it's a crash game. They're just slide spinning around everywhere. <laughs> to be a little bit technical for a second... Those slide spins, like as you probably know, can be delayed, right? Like you don't have to slide yeah. spin as fast as you can. You can circle and square after a gap, right? But the way we have routed levels to be so like scripted, you know, like I want six Absolutely. slide spins here to set up this jump, like, and then someone might might watch that and they're like, oh, they're just slide spinning around. Then they go play and they die nineteen times in the first part of Crash. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very difficult. It's very very hard. Do you still recommend, or I guess with your time in, do you recommend Crash 4 as a speed game? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That run is really fun. It's very, very fun. Uh, I can speak from both point of views, right? At top level, it's very stressful. Um, at a casual level, or just playing for your own personal goals, like maybe you just want to get a 130 or whatever, that game is so fun. It's so addicting mm -hmm. to run. Um, as much as we should talk them patching skips or whatever, <laughs> like most of the time, if you're new anyway or you're running casually, you might not even do those things in the first place. You might choose to not do those skips, but um, very I, fun. I'm hoping to see because I know it it kind of impacted me even, but with the new consoles and PC release, I'm hoping to see a another boom, so sort of to speak, because I don't think this game really got the attention it deserved. Everybody played it the first month, and then is it just kind of besides the top runners that kept pushing it? I feel like it it wasn't nearly as pushed, and some somewhat of a group mentality that oh the other crash runners aren't running it, so the rest of us crash runners aren't running it because it, people like the friendly competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it crash got hit pretty hard with a viewership drop after the first month. Yeah, um, I imagine. Yeah, so the two. Well, there was three of us, like three, three of us streaming to like the same kind of audience numbers. It was me, Rico, like Rico underscore KSB, um, and Yuki. And every time we'd stream, we were all hitting like 140, 150 viewers, like every stream. And the category itself on Twitch had like 3,000 to 4,000 viewers. And then after a month, it dropped to like 1.6. And then the next month, like 800 people, like 800 viewers. And mm -hmm. then suddenly now it's Crash War is like a dead Twitch category. Like there is 20 viewers in it at any given time, as opposed to what used to be a couple of thousand. Um, so if people are watching Crash streams now, they're basically there because they were there. Like they're there to stay. Yeah. And uh, the thing as well that you said, like with, if someone's not running it, then other people stop. That's where I got to credit people like Crispy Tacos, for example, because... When Rico stopped and I stopped and we 
you like i took a solid like over a month off right i only just kind of yeah. came back recently but uh crispy was he was like a middle of the pack kind of runner at the start like like top 10 wise he was in there but the top three to top five were so big of a gap from the next five and the next five usually consisted of people who ran it for like the first week or two and then stopped yeah right um but people like Crispy continued to run it until eventually he be- just found himself in a position where he was getting record. And I got to credit him for that because when other people stopped, he just kept going. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a thing of uh, the community kind of dies down. If mm-hmm. being a streamers like myself and Rico stopped, people just disappeared. And that kind of sucks. Rather than going and finding another streamer in the category to watch, a lot of them just t- stopped watching completely. Now, I might Sorry. cut this out, but for my own curiosity, are you and uh, Crispy, like, do you guys talk? Are you guys tight? Yeah, no, me and Crispy are <clears> really <throat> good friends. Um, we've talked about, even if he comes down to Australia, like him, myself, and, like, my best mate, who's, like, a mod now on his channel, like, mm-hmm. we're, we're tight. Like, we, as far as interest goes, he's a fighting game competitive player as well. Like, yeah, I do see a lot of connection. similarities. Um, yeah, yeah, like, we're we're good mates, and... I think that's one of the best things about Crash 4's recent history was when we were going back and forth with Recky. We're, we're just good friends. And there was no... It's happened in speedruns before. It's happened in Crash community before where the top two or top three don't like each other. for Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not a friendly rivalry. So us having a friendly rivalry was good. You, you're still competitive, obviously. Like, you, Of course you still want to beat them. It's more <laughs> like, a friendly rivalry, though. And you yeah. have a respect for it, which is way better. Like we're we're helping each other out with mm-hmm. strats and skips. Like, you know, if skip came out, I made a tutorial so I could give it to Crispy so he could do it, mm-hmm. and then he could beat me with that. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Well, that's that. I mean, that's super cool. And you guys are definitely good, I guess, examples. I I don't know what the the right word for it is, but if someone's going to represent the game, I think it's it's really nice that you guys are up there and not fighting each other over it you know yeah yeah uh you know what else is good about it is because it uh it it helped like a crossover of our streams as well like because we'd both stream every day and being in different time zones if when my stream was done his would go up and his viewers could watch me and my viewers could watch him and it just grew like the the whole scene like together like that which i liked as well so yeah and I'm going to transition here a little bit. I'm getting a little sleepy. So just as a, I'm ending that out, but just, you know, sorry, yeah. I'm fading a little bit. Uh, when did you know you were going to be a photography master? And I'm asking, what is with your Instagram? <laughs> okay. So like, for some reason, I am incapable of just making a normal, like Instagram profile <laughs> and just posting pics of me having a drink at the beach or me with my friends at a wedding you know the the standard stuff Mm -hmm. so i made an instagram and you know that angle that like a very commonly associated with like old like creepy old man angle yes where they they just or like boomer angle in general (laughs) where they just for some reason take the photo like inability to look like a normal person yeah yeah most unflattering i i was like I'm just gonna do that. So I just started taking a photo and hold my phone down here and just like look over it. 
I'm like, all right, done. And then the whole idea was that I'd do that every single day. <laughs> Maybe one day it would go viral and I'd, someone would buy it off me for a hundred grand. Oh, <laughs> perfect. I love the idea. Money maker, yeah. con- the yeah. entrepreneur over here. I'm just trying to, I don't know. I'm just being a dickhead. That, that's me. <laughs> like, I'm just. <laughs> well, I love your consistency with it. it it's breathtaking. It used to be every single day. It used to be. And then I don't think I posted a photo for like three months, but I pretend as part of the profiles, like role play, if you want to call it that, uh-huh. that it still was every day. Like someone's like, oh, you didn't post in like whatever days. I'm like, no, every day. Every day. <laughs> every day. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Just get my thoughts together. Been a long one. We've, yeah, we've, we've pretty much we've gone over a lot of the stuff that I I was really trying to get into. Um, 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 um. Oh yeah, do you have any other hobbies that you're really focusing on right now besides you know speed running and surviving? Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, surviving is a good one. Um, to be honest, a lot of what I do is is very. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Oh, good. <laughs> to be honest, what I do is very uh, online, like, and exposed to a lot of people. Like, like my main hobby is speedrunning and streaming, and that's always done online. My other hobby is fighting games, which is a lot offline as well, with tournaments and majors and traveling. Um, so those are my two main ones. Uh, outside of that, I don't really have a lot of hobbies outside of gaming right i just have a lot of different gaming hobbies mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i guess maybe photography and filmmaking is a smaller one um but that's also more relevant to like my uni work so i consider that more like study but are they yeah. are they passionate like are you passionate about that sort of stuff about like photography and, and yeah filmmaking and all that yes yeah yeah i am um i i, I tend to be uh very like when I say passionate, I guess I'm just for lack of a better word. If I like something or I enjoy something, I tend to try and push it as much as I can mm-hmm. and as fast as I can. Like I, I will put in extra hours and I try to get good at things really quickly. And I usually do. Um, so uh, I, like, for example, like years ago, people used to tell me like friends, like, Oh, you should make a YouTube channel and make like skits and stuff. And like, I didn't really want to, but like, I took that as a good, like if people are telling you it's like, good then it makes you feel a little bit better about it for sure yeah yeah and i guess i just have a natural like i i it's so weird for me to like talk about myself that way but like right I guess a oh. talent for just or an eye for creativity and what's funny or what's entertaining mm-hmm. right like even if not everything hits most of the time i find that maybe if my humor is like in tune with most people if i think it's funny other people might as well and that that tends to be what I just base everything I do off. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very passionate about like making funny videos and uh, just yeah, all that kind of stuff or gaming or whatever. Whatever I do, I just try to push it as much as I can. So, do you have a I guess a future that you see for yourself with streaming and gaming in general? Like, do you think you could or would want even to push to full time streaming or anything like that? I I hope so. Um, it's definitely something that I, of course, would love to do. It's also something that I look at, though, where I go, be realistic, this may not happen. 
sort of it's it's a hard thing to bank on for sure so that's smart that you actually have other things yeah. going for you no for sure it i would love to i would obviously very much love to there's been some t- times where like it was streaming was going so well that i thought yeah i do the maths and i'm like okay well like my job is part-time it's only a couple of days a week i do this with streaming but streaming's going to be inconsistent you know mm-hmm. like you can't really it's to be safe i use streaming as an addition to my job like yeah put that, that makes way. sense mm-hmm. so i i would love to but as far as content creation goes it would be a dream to work in anything that's like tv production or content creation or streaming but I, I I know one day everything will just work itself out, and usually if you just work at something long enough and you you put yourself in the right space, things just have a way of working out, right? True. Like, I mean, you put enough do, you'll, you'll energy into anything, then people tend to notice, especially if it's something that you're invested in. It tends to reflect, I think, anyway. I like to hope. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think that's just the best way to put it. It's just... If you put yourself, yeah. If you put yourself in the right space and it's what you want to do, it, things will work themselves out. So I'm hoping I will be doing something like this one day. <laughs> and I definitely have I, high expectations, high hopes for you because it seems like you're already killing it and you've got a good knack for it. Thanks, thanks a lot, man. I, I guess to expand on that, one thing though that does obviously uh worry me and i know a lot of streamers will go through this too and i'm i know probably yourself have gone through this as well where like you know that the thing you're doing benefits you in viewership or like entertainment but like maybe you want to do something else maybe you get mm-hmm. burnt out on speed running right and now that puts like a halt where it's like am i well if i'm not streaming crash it's gonna runs, hurt my progression if i choose to do something that more interests me yeah. for sure I, like, I, I think especially right on a now. bigger scale like you for sure you've been doing something like you said for the 45 days whatever mm. and I, I'm actually I'm big on analytics I hate that I like it but just numbers are fascinating so like even on someone else's like okay so th- you like to think that everybody's going to go with you because they like you as a person but if it's something they're not interested in, then it's it's still just entertainment, you know? It's it's not something that you can really predict. And I see that, especially for someone bigger, like, I can't necessarily just do that. And that's, that's scary. I mean, at least you don't have to yeah. partner push again. But, you know, for yeah. consistent yeah, growth, I guess, I see that as very scary. The, the partnership push is something that... Uh, I don't want to like talk you up too much about this stuff, obviously, but like the partner push for me is something that I see a lot of people around me trying to do and they obsess with it. Mm-hmm. And I just, my advice to them is to just stop worrying about it. Like, like every time they get in range of it or they post their app on Twitter saying, guys, I've done it. I've put in the application. Like this is for us. Like I, I think people should really stop stressing over it too much because if that's becoming the thing that you're now like, it's just like what we talked about earlier with get, trying to get world record, right? Like it's like tomorrow's the day or I'm just in range of getting it. Mm-hmm. It becomes the thing you start to obsess over. And I don't think it's healthy for like streaming at all to think, you know, my viewership is now 74 average. I need to get that 75. Yeah. Like you just have to, the reason why you grew to that part of the first place is because of what you're doing is entertaining and you're just being yourself. So like, don't change gears now. Um, it's, it's not all, it's not like getting partnerships going to change your life in any way. You know, you get a cool tick, 
but <laughs> hey it, that's a big flex right there a little check it mark is, it, is, mm -hmm. it gets you noticed in 20k viewer chats that's about it hey yo <laughs> but uh yeah just keep doing what you're doing instead of changing gears now like why change don't swap anything so um but yeah are do you get I guess anxiety about going live still at all, or have you ever? Or are you just like, yeah, this is obviously, I'm just my natural self. Uh, this is fine. I do, but for a different reason. I don't get anxiety in front of groups of people. In fact, like I get the opposite. Like the more people there is, the more confident I get. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do get anxiety due to like health reasons. Um. For example, like on top of allergies, uh, I've suffered my entire life from very, very fucking bad, um, cr like chronic, like eczema all over my body, like a topic. Really? Virus, right. Yeah, really badly. Um, horribly. It's, it runs my life at the moment. It constantly has been the reason why I've been off work. Uh, a lot of times when I stream recently, I haven't used camera either. Um, or I just won't stream at all. It's because I get a very, um, like my face, for example, is like the best thing because you have a webcam on all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So my face constantly, when I get really bad flare-ups, which can be like five out of seven days a week in some cases, just go really red, really discolored. It's a it's a of an anxiety thing for me. I I don't for like sure. the way it looks. Like so. the same reason you dress up when you go out, look good, feel good. So yeah. if you don't have yeah, to worry exactly. about the way you look, you can just try and feel better. I get I get like. I was just being in a lot of pain and I don't like thinking that people are noticing it. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like right now it's not too bad, but man, like I'd be lying if I said that before even doing this podcast, I wasn't obsessing over like thinking, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make sure I'm like, it's not bad. <laughs> like it's, it does run through my mind. Um, that's the only thing that does makes me anxious to be honest, just health. <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty valid one for sure. Mm. Yeah. And there's nothing that makes me scared about numbers though like viewers or i know that there's this point that i'm fine with streaming that's good and yeah definitely everyone tip a hat <laughs> if i had it i would do it right now <laughs> i think that is uh that's all i have for you today thank you again so much for being on man and i actually i really enjoyed this yeah, this was really fun. Hey, th my thanks is to you, man. It, it's it's honestly like pleasure is mine. Like it it was I've never done a podcasting before. Mm -hmm. So when you asked me, like you seem like a natural at it. Sorry, you seem like a natural at it. So anytime. Hey, thanks. thanks, man. I honestly like when I read the message you asked me if I wanted to come on. Yeah, I didn't respond immediately, but I knew as soon as I saw the pop up on my phone, <laughs> like yes, I'm doing that. <laughs> Actually, I feel so strange because I I mean. One, it's new, so like how you sell someone's like, well, what's this gonna do for me? And most people don't think that way, but at the same time, like this is my self doubt projecting. Like, oh no, I mean these these people are busy with their lives. They they don't want to do that. But Merkez alone, he's like, yeah, dude, I love that. Oh, you know, I know this person. I like, okay, I'm just a guy, but sure, <laughs> I'm just dude, trying when, to make something that I'm passionate about. You know, when you ask someone to talk about what they like. It doesn't matter how many people are going to watch or whatever. Exactly. It, it, it gets thrown out the window because it's just a real thing of tell me, talk, talk about your passion. 
I could talk about that shit all day. If this was a 24-hour podcast, I would... See, I'm glad. I, I love to see it. This is, this is what it's about for me. I, yeah. Just like with musical instruments. I, I don't play, but I'm amused, damn it. I, I'll yeah. inspire some good shit, at least. It's fun. It's fun. So, yeah, th- thanks for doing this, man. Like, honestly, like, it's... it's My thanks is more to you, and I think community, more to you for even, like, doing this and giving people a platform to talk about what they like. It's, it's very cool. Well, thank you. Hopefully, I can, I can keep going with it, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm trying to bump it up to once a week. So, yeah. yours will be this next Friday, Eastern Time. So, like, Thursday night, Australian. Sweet. Perfect. But yeah, let me end recording. Uh, I guess before I do that, uh, any where can the people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DamosKFGC. Capital F, capital G, capital C, fighting game community. Um, my Twitch is just twitch.com forward slash Uh Just, yeah, those are the two main things. If you do want to follow the uh, Instagram that Cap <laughs> mentioned earlier. It's quality, believe me, you want to. You, yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's just Twitter, uh, Instagram.com forward slash Damons.cool.photos. Very simple. It's updated every day. Follow it for sure. Yeah, every day. My camera's currently broken, so the photos don't look anywhere cool. <laughs> Even more quality. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Well, thank you again.